You are listening to the Body Charge Podcast, and I'm your host, Sandy Sanderson. Welcome to the Body Charge Podcast. Today's topic is when a woman understands the power of the feminine. Woohoo! Women have been indoctrinated and trained for centuries to be submissive and subservient because their traditional role was mother and family nurturer. More choices are now available for women so that some at least have rolled up their sleeves to charge ahead. How can female entrepreneurs or potential entrepreneurs move the bar of achievement upwards past a traditional mindset? How can she break that ceiling and move to her best potential if she has the ability and desire to do it? Well, my special guest today is Catherine Lewis, a business and mindset coach and communication expert. She specializes in mentoring female high achievers to maximize their potential. And I'm so excited to talk with Catherine today. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you today. <laughs> nice, nice. So I prepared a few questions, which I, I'll launch into now. And the first one is, how were females taught to see themselves in the past? And how does that compare with today? What has changed? Wow, I think this is really such an interesting question, because just I'm 40 years old right now. And just going back the past 40 years, when I was growing up in the 80s, you know, there were not a lot of women working to begin with. It was very much all focused on family and the house and all of that. And now just within the past, I want to say 20 years, things have changed so much. Like it was becoming like almost normal for women to work and social media has such a huge impact on how now suddenly we're not just quote unquote allowed to work, but we're supposed to work. We're, but at the same time, still supposed to take care of the family, look like we're 20 years old, and, you know, just having dinner ready. And wearing every high Sunday. heels. <laughs> yeah, obviously, the red one. So I truly feel like there's so much on our plate, so much expected from us from society and again I really believe social media has a big impact on that kind of expectation so it's not just like we're allowed to you know really do what we love to do as a profession but also we have a whole lot of expectations to sort of you know come equal with and, and what I found too, generally speaking, women are very conscientious. They really want mm -hmm. to serve and to be good, and they they have um, they really care more. So so when the load gets heavy, they can get very physically depleted, um, yes, and just exhausted. It's a big one because I feel like especially since that kind of expectation and that role, what is expected from a woman in society has changed so fast within just the past couple of years, really. <clears throat> I think it is so difficult to understand what are we allowed to do? What is okay for us to do? And obviously, you know, depression and mental health is a thing. It is a lot to sort of function 24-7 right? I don't yeah. see that at any time in history, 
there were so many changes as in expectations for males. Yes, I Correct know. Correct me it, if I'm wrong. It, it used to be <laughs> so much simpler and easier. And, you know, you you prepared the meals, you went shopping, you took care of the kids, you you cleaned, you just had your nice little, let's say, 50s and 60s set up with everything matching and the nice fridge. And, you know, it was a simpler lifestyle where one income earner was enough to pay all the bills and to pay off a house much sooner. And, and so we've loaded... I think society as a whole has loaded our plate a lot more where everyone is overworked. Well, it's either one extreme or the other. Um, and exactly. it's because we don't know what our roles are anymore. And I know for, as, as, as a female entrepreneur myself, um, I never fitted in with large hierarchical organizations because I, I knew how to do it better. So I was very results oriented. So I gravitated towards the type of jobs like selling, marketing, that where I was allowed a lot of autonomy and to do it my way, as long as the employer was happy with the results. And so they mm -hmm. suited my temperament and mindset. And I, I loved bringing up my children. I adored them. I really loved being a mother. But I also loved when they went to kindy, <laughs> they went to school. And, you know, I had my time to to express myself and I felt that was a really really deep need that I had something to give and mm. I, I felt complete when I was able to give that more that more than just being a mother uh, so I, yeah. I I evolved let's say and within the space of the social media I agree it's really helped women do these things a lot earlier um, there's more information tutorials online uh, more supports um, and I guess coaching such as yourself to move into those positions because how often have you found yourself doing a job in a group of people where the men have dominated but you know how to do it better your competency is higher but still you can't get past the line where people will give you a chance to show what you can do how how would you overcome that kind of a they call it a glass ceiling in the working environment well i believe that it's been changing there is some very obvious change happening fortunately which i welcome a lot where i see a whole lot of more women climbing up the corporate ladder really getting in the c-suit and ever since that has been happening i also see a whole lot of different conversation on leadership styles i have not seen that before when it comes to males and I just truly believe that the climate is changing. It is still somewhat a struggle for women to really break that glass ceiling, how I love calling it. But it is really also a form of education. And I think social media has happened with that as well. It really is like, like while it you know gives somewhat of a pressure to be all of that, it can also be such an amazing tool to educate yourself, to see other women as role models who have done what you want to achieve and really show you it is possible. And it is just an amazing tool to really learn and educate yourself. And I just wish that more women would be ready to really go for that C-suit position. 
because we are capable, but it is also a lot, you know, you really, your self-esteem comes into play when we talk about breaking your glass ceiling a lot. Yes. And we don't have to wear the shoulder pads and a suit <laughs> and look like a guy. And we don't well, that was the 80s fashion though. <laughs> I remember that clearly. <laughs> This, no, this, really this, don't. Wear that skirt. Go ahead. It's really hard for women to pretend to be men. Uh, I don't think they do it successfully. Um, you know, women, I think it's, it is about education. It's about discovering your inner feminine power and what natural instincts you can use to get ahead, to negotiate a better deal. Mm -hmm. All of those things, I think women can do better because the brain is different, isn't it? Let's let's go back to the basics of the male and the female brain is wired differently. Women have a thicker corpus callosum, which is the bit down the middle of the left and right brain hemisphere, and it, it assists communication between the left and right hemispheres. So we're very quick at switching communication, intuition, um, and men are very much more hooked on one side of the brain or other and find it more difficult to switch so they like to get down into the details and stay there and don't you dare interrupt them right <laughs> definitely and also this is such an amazing explanation also when it comes to masculine and feminine energy but it pretty much points to the same direction males just function differently not all of them obviously <laughs> I don't want anybody to feel pregnant please but it's like the masculine energy it really works as in being very logic and reason driven being very like focused on doing and achieving and females are very different different as in the female energy is so much about intuitive very creative being receiving and allowing in and I also feel like that we women can focus on quite a different variety of tasks at the same time right yes Just going Mul back to multitasking 100% or how I call it mother tasking <laughs> I have three kids so multitasking is a whole different thing but um yes and I believe and I think that should be the conversation moving forward in our society it's not either masculine fem uh, energy or feminine energy but I feel like the power is when both come together balance because that there really shouldn't be a competition competition is always you know when you create competition it always comes down to toxic energy talking about corporate culture all of those things and I believe it should be a combination of both because this is where true power is at I think you've hit the nail on the head and yes you can't draw an exact line between male and females because really we both have estrogen and we both have testosterone males and females just one has more weight of testosterone and mm -hmm. one has more of the female hormones but there are kind of a graduation and a blend more and more and more or less and less and less and so in your partnership for instance i found in relationships people attract their team member who's going to fill any gaps so if you've mm -hmm. got a lot of feminine hormones going you will then attract somebody with more 
of the testosterone and vice versa. I've seen really successful couples where the woman wears the pants. She seems to have a lot more testosterone and the guy's very accommodating and nurturing and, you know, and it works really well. I mean, no, who's there to judge as long as it works and yeah. people are happy together and, you know, they're filling needs because we are all team members for each other. We, we form, we, all business is really a bigger family, isn't it? We have a relationship, the, the staff, the, um, you know, whoever works in that business becomes a family member, a team player in, you know, if you play sport, you have a position on the team, you, you don't play that whole game all by yourself. You work with no. other people. And what does that require? Relationship building. And so the better team producing the better outcome with the more efficient yeah. and successful results are those that are going to be relating to each other much better without, you know, the petty politics and the petty competitions and the he said, she said, and all the really childish things. We need to grow up and mature. And we need to have really good relationship building um, strategies. And I think women, by and large, oh, there's always exceptions to the rule, but by and large, they really understand that process better, don't you think? Uh, the female energy. Well, exceptions, obviously. But yes, I think when it comes to really being empathic, women do have some let's say advantages yes I do see that this is why I also said before that ever since there are more and more women in the c-suit you know really the conversation to leadership styles as an empathic leadership emotional leadership it has changed I've never heard that about, before about males so yes there is a difference and also I think like it is such an perfect like add on to logical side of things and but at the same time what I want to point out is that we women we tend to be so empathic so emotional it can almost also hold us back and I do see males being like oh I'm going to apply for that position I'm going to make it no doubt right but us women even if we're almost overqualified for a position we would not apply because we have too many second thoughts and doubt on ourselves so <clears throat> while it is so beneficial to be empathic and emotional especially when it comes to leadership and it's really important when it comes to how you want to lead your team what kind of like corporate culture do you want to create also, make sure to not hold yourself back with too many emotions. I see that on my clients a lot, right? Wow. They're the perfect leaders. They're so amazing, really executives. Like that kind of knowledge they have and drive, it's, it's mind-blowing. But at the same time, that can hold themselves back because they underestimate their power. So I really want to encourage you to go for that position and, you know, have that as a power being empathic and emotional and not let that have you hold yourself back. I, I've experienced that for many years of my life, even when I was at, um, in high school uh, and I got very good marks to matriculate, yet I needed the teacher to say, you should apply to go to university. And I looked at it and I said, really, me? You think me? Yeah. And I was almost in disbelief. 
and all through university yeah. to go on to the next level. I always had to be encouraged by my tutors, my lecturers. Yes, you can do it. You can do it. And I looked at them in disbelief and I said, do you really think I can? And, and it was these significant people in my life that told me that they believed in me and then subsequently mm -hmm. I got the courage to go ahead and do it. And so I think probably a lot of women, I didn't realize this was common uh, for, for girls. Very I just common. thought it was, was just yeah. me. <laughs> but no. now that you're saying it, here it is. Wow. But I thank all those you know people what? that gave me encouragement, let me tell you. No, and, and you would be surprised. There are women in really high position, in leadership positions, who still hold themselves almost small, I want to say, who are not were hesitant about applying for the next up position because of exactly what you've just been talking about. It is a very common thing. And it is also a very common thing for even people, uh, women already in the C-suite. You would be surprised. Like you would think those are so successful women who made it all, who achieved it all. And yet they're not in their full potential yet because there is so much more, but they they almost created their glass ceiling at this level, you know, but there's so much more. So you would seriously be surprised what kind of women still are under that glass ceiling. Wow. And it's self-imposed, isn't it? So I think this could come down to personality types as well. Uh, some people have a bigger ego than others and mm -hmm. it's we tend to find those with more of that male testosterone energy that have the bigger ego and women um, are okay with, oh, well, I'll support you. And here's my idea. You yeah. can have it. That kind of thing. They just give it away, give away their power and the thing that they, yeah. they thought of their invention, their creation, oh, well, you can have it. And you can have the limelight. I'll, I'll just stand in the shadows kind of an attitude, right? Yes. And I made the experience. It is because you know, women, we tend to have all of those incredible ideas and thoughts and knowledge, but because it has been with us and it is so normal to us to have those kind of thoughts and ideas, we don't acknowledge them as something special. So it is almost seems more logical for us to support our spouse, our partner, instead of really going out there and making it ourselves. Because if we then don't have that outside voice telling us like your tutors, go ahead, do it. You're amazing. It's like we don't even see our own light, our own potential. And this is so, you know, this why I do what I do, why I am a business and mindset mentor is because I want to encourage women to really go for their full potential to see it to really live it because a you're going to be a happy person and i bet with you you have all of those desires deep down and i bet with you you're not happy if you're not living it and then c b the world will be such a better place if just more women would really thrive in their potential I, I think so too. And because they have that extra caring nature, they care about relationships and everyone's got to be happy and they look yes. for win-win situations. And isn't that yes. the goal of every successful organization? When you're selling something, you want to 
give it, make it the best experience for your customers. Then your customers will love you back. They'll keep coming back. They'll tell other people. It's the wonderful circle of benefit. It is the perfect circle of benefit. I 100% agree. Also, you're going to have the, the company is going to be really successful. You're going to be you're going to have a really successful and thriving corporate culture because nobody has ever left a company but has left a manager. So if you want to have that successful team, if you really want to have those high numbers in sales, it comes down to corporate culture and your customers. It really has to be a balance almost because you can't create one without the other. So yes, I think that nurturing kind of energy from women is a big, big time plus. And you know what? Like corporate corporates, they really figure that. I think the more women step into leadership, companies did figure out that there is a big change in that. Just also talking about corporate culture, nobody did that 20 years ago, right? Nobody would have ever cared. So people do see a change in how much more success that could mean for a company as well. That's that's a good point. And the other thing um, is that if you're a woman in a leadership position, you have an idea that you, you don't want to confront you. you you don't want to be the frontline soldier going out. So you can rely on the male energies in your corporate culture mm. and you can work as a team and you can say, you and you, you need to go here and do this and do this. I think this is the strategy. You have a team meeting, you provide the strategy, but then your guys with all the testosterone goes out and does all the work, right? <laughs> That's the hard bit well, in the I, field. Yeah, I, I believe that you know, a successful team is when everybody can play in their zone of genius and their strength. And once you can manage that, you're going to have that really successful team and everybody's going to be happy on top. So the, the result's going to be so much better. So yes, 100%. Yes. So team, team building is the number one goal, I think. Yeah. Building these I relationships. So, and trust team building, really making sure everybody can be in their zone of genius and their power, building trust, not micromanaging, because you hire people and you really want to hire people that are geniuses in their fields, right? You don't have to know everything they do. That's what you hire them for. You want to hire the best people and then really making sure they have everything they need so they can perform at their best level. This is what leadership is about. It's not about micromanaging what they do every single day, every single hour. It is really making sure creating that environment where they can perform at their top A game. And then you're going to have that really successful and incredible team. When people feel comfortable, when people are ha happy and they're probably a trazillion like studies who pro who have proven that before when people are happy and really can be in their power the results gonna be tremendously successful <laughs> yes it's gonna be happier if you're happier in your work environment and you know the people mm -hmm. around you and the power structure appreciates yeah. you then then you're getting that circle of benefit you're getting the love moving around and then you're happy yes. to go to work every day and you're 
thinking up your own ideas and you you want to make it better and you're driven and so I think that's the ideal situation isn't it and that brings mm-hmm. us back to the balance of the male and female energies for the best performance and so yes. also it reduces stress now this is a big one in the work environment we're having a lot of people having uh, mental health issues when the stress yes. gets too much. So some uh, staff are being laid off. They can't afford the, the wages anymore. Interest rates are going up. The corners have to be cut. And so people are having to work longer hours, um, more, take more responsibility, and they, they can be breaking under the pressure. Um, and so it's very good to be mindful of you know recognizing the danger signals in in the staff perhaps you don't know sometimes they might have a personal problem at home as well so you want to be um picking up the signals and addressing them early and if there is mm-hmm. a lot a lot of stress i can highly recommend electromagnesium products because it's one of the best things you can do to ensure that you have strength to deal and cope with stressful situations when you have stress, you lose a lot of magnesium and then that makes us like more hypersensitive. So if you have strategies, the good nutrition, avoid the junk food, don't drink and smoke, you know, all of the things that enhance lifestyle, encourage that also in the workplace, self-care um, and mm-hmm. really um, respecting your own body, respecting the body of others, respecting your environment, I think is one of the very important things we all need to learn. And if it's not happening in your corporate culture, then, you know, address that. And, you know, um, can you add anything more in that summary of what you would recommend um, and where people can go to find you if they want to know more? No, thank you. Um, well, first of all, what I do with my clients a lot is we journal a lot. I have them write a whole lot of things because mental health and self-care, as you said, are so crucial and not just for your career, but for your overall life. I think a lot of women come to me, you know, talking about the career, but really if you're private life is out of sync you would be surprised what kind of immense effect that would have an impact on your career in a negative way then so yes self-care nutrition as you said it magnesium I take mine every single day by the way (laughs) it is really important for your nervous system as well and then journaling I create um like really custom made to my clients and their needs journaling methods I do that for my East Hampton method that I designed myself for my clients because I've seen such a tremendous impact and the results are incredible really helping them being themselves it has not always I think we're all striving for becoming that best better version of ourselves really is about being who you are right and peeling off all of those stresses and stuff. And yes, so if you want to find me, please go ahead and do so at www.catherinelouise.com. That's K-A-T-H-R-I-N-E-L-O-U-I-S.com. I'm very happy to meet you. If you have any questions, please feel free to send me an email at hello at catherinelouise.com. And I'm very excited to meet you. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. I'm sure people will get a lot out of today's podcast. Um, it's 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 a really important issue. And, and I think we can work together to make the world a better place. It's not just, 
you know, pie in the sky idea. I think it is very achievable. We just have yes. to have the belief in ourselves and the will to do it. You know, if you think it can be, it can be. Yes, I love that. Yes. <laughs> I hope you like this conversation and will share it with others. Hear more from Body Charge on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on blogs, podcasts, videos and magnesium special offers at electromagnesium.com.au. Relax, recharge and recover.